was, was there going to be some sort of introduction? Uh, I just, I just thought, oh, they, they can hear me? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm going. I'm going. Okay. Uh, hello? Uh, salutations, all of you. That's pretty formal, right? Or how about, uh, hey, y'all? That's, that's pretty relatable, right? I, I'm sorry. I, I don't really ever do this kind of thing, like, like ever. I, I'm kind of like a, like a sheep out of pasture. Maybe you didn't get that. I'm, I'm like wheat in a cornfield. I, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just a little nervous. I, I'm not really used to being invited into religious places with religious people uh, to share what I've seen and heard. So this is, this is a whole kind of new experience for me, which I, I, I guess is why I'm here, because I experienced something new happen on earth, and, and I really thought there'd be an introduction. Uh, so introduction. I'm, I'm Benjamin, but you can call me Ben. I, uh, I tend the flocks for the temple in Jerusalem. Uh, these are, uh, the, 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 we pasture the, these flea, sheep, uh, lambs, whatever. Uh, we take them out into Bethlehem, into the uh, grassy hill country. And, and these, are, these are the best of the best lambs. They're the ones that the high priest uses every year for the special sacrifice. It's a pretty big deal, pretty big gig to, to land shepherding these sheep. And uh, I told my parents and my folks, they were, they were pretty proud when I told them I landed the job. But they also kind of had a look about them like they wished my life had gone in a, in a different direction, like, like one that they could actually uh, tell their friends what their son did for a living instead of having to skirt around the details at, at a party. But, but I just think, I think that God, I think he puts you in the right places at, at just the right times so you can experience just the right amount of his glory so that he can reshape and reorder your life, your path for his purpose. That was pretty good. If you want more inspiring thoughts like that, you can follow me on Twitter at the young and the sheepless. Uh, my friends told me to give you that. So, uh, so that's me in a nutshell. Not like a, a real nutshell, but you, you get that. Uh, which, which is what brings me to what I saw with some of my friends one night out in those fields with their flocks. Uh, a, a little disclaimer. I don't want to uh, alarm you about anything. And, and I was the one chosen by the other shepherds to tell you because they tell me that I couldn't alarm a mouse. But shepherds, at least the ones I know, uh, most of the ones I know, are, are not respectable people. Like, uh, like I know three guys that they, they go and they steal sheep from hardworking farmers and they, they take them to market and they sell them at the market. And sometimes they'll sell the sheep back to the guy they stole them from. Uh, shepherds, we, we would never be asked to be on, on jury duty. Uh, not because we have morals, but, okay. But because, uh, most shepherds I know uh, are flat out criminals. <laughs> If we ever find ourselves wandering into a, a town where we're not invited into places of worship because we don't do the dues of 
religion and uh, we smell like animals. <laughs> Shepherds are not knights in shining armor. Uh, you wouldn't want to take one of us home to meet the folks and we'd probably feed our sheep the bouquet of flowers instead of giving them to our date. Uh, I guess I guess what I'm trying to tell you is that on that night, we were the least likely people to experience the most extraordinary thing. I didn't deserve it to, to happen to me. I wasn't living in a way that would make God proud. My life was so dirty compared to the unblemished temple lambs that I was charged to keep watch over. And yet, it was to us out in that field that the news was delivered first. It was a night just like just like any other night. The, the sky was clear. There was a, a innumerable amount of stars shining overhead. The moon was lighting up the, the hills. And we'd set up a small campfire for warmth. Bethlehem can get pretty cold at night in the winter. Some of the other shepherds were out watching the flocks graze. And uh, the rest of us were around the fire. And we were playing a card game we like to call Go Sheep. And it was... It was the 50th round, and after that we were planning on playing a game called Guess the Constellation, which basically you just lay down in the grass and you look up at the stars and someone describes a constellation, and you have to guess what it is. How boring is that? Uh, you, you think it's, it's tough to be confined in a classroom or, or in an office, but, but try prioritizing your life around the feeding patterns of sheep. Uh, I like shepherding, but... But the moments, the exciting moments, are very few and far between. So, so that's what we were doing. But, but all of a sudden, out of, out of nowhere, a man appeared right in front of us. You ever see a dude appear out of thin air? Me neither. It was, it was terrifying. And he was glowing, like, like glowing something, something brilliant. He, he, was, he, he shone brighter than the campfire and and he smiled at us and that's when we freaked out you you would have thought the end of the world was happening we started scrambling over over each other we started trying to run for the hills and we we got a few yards until the man appeared in front of us again and he said don't be afraid and i looked over my shoulder at where he had been and at where he now was and i was thinking you you want me to do what like, like, seriously, this guy was clearly not from around planet Earth. Because us normal people usually don't have people appearing out of nowhere and not freaking out about it, which uh, should never happen. Yet here we were, being told not to be afraid by the man who appeared out of nowhere. But uh, if you really want to know what I think, I think we freaked out because inside all of us we... We knew we had just entered the presence of the heavenly. Uh, the, way he, the way he glowed, it, it reminded me of the stories of, of Moses' face, how it glowed after he had spent time with God. But, but except this, this radiance, uh, this glowing that I now saw, it, it was like a spotlight in my soul uh, exposing me for who I really was. Like uh, I didn't feel worthy to be in the presence of something heavenly something so holy if you knew what we were talking about around that campfire let's just say it wasn't uh honoring to the lord you you get it 
If you knew what I had done in my life to get to the place where the only job option I had left was to become a shepherd, and then all of a sudden the glory of the Lord surrounds you, you would have freaked out too. I always thought that if God and I were going to have a conversation, God was going to condemn me. But what I found out is that God didn't want to condemn me. God wanted to call me to him. (laughs) Don't be afraid, the angel said. And I'll never forget the next part of why we didn't have to be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And that might not mean a whole lot to you, but for me it meant everything. Because what I heard was that I didn't have to be afraid because, well, because God left me. He, he was for us. Yeah, even shepherds. And he sent a messenger to tell a bunch of shepherds that something new was happening. And that something new was called salvation. And it came with the Savior. We didn't have to be afraid because God wasn't mad at us. God loves us so much. He sent us a gift. So naturally, I started thinking about how I wanted to find this Savior, this gift, this Messiah. But but then I, I, I wondered, how in the world was they going to find him in Bethlehem? Like, like a, a bunch of shepherds can't just stroll into Bethlehem and start banging on doors going, is the Messiah in there? Is the chosen child in there? We would have been arrested by the Bethlehem PD for disturbance of the peace. So let's just say I started to have my doubts how this whole thing was going to play out. And I, I think just how the, the angels the angel knew that we had fear about him being there. I think he knew about our, our doubts creeping in too. So, so he gave us some GPS coordinates. You know GPS, Global Pasteurization of Sheep. Uh, I'm sorry, my friends told me to say that. Uh, but the angel, he said, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Well, well that narrowed it down. I don't know about you, but I don't know any many mothers that would put their newborn child into an animal trough. I, I just hadn't heard about it, but I, I was still wondering how all of this was going to happen. And I was about to ask the angel a question, but when I looked up, there wasn't just one angel anymore. There was a host of other angels. I'm not kidding. There, there were more angels than stars, and they shined so brightly, you'd think the stars would have stopped burning and I couldn't tell if they started singing or just were just saying stuff, but they started together. And it was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. And I could feel my legs start to tremble. And I all of a sudden, I, from the weight of the words, and I, I fell face first on the ground, and the words just rolled over me. Here's, here's what I heard. Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. It was something all right. And I couldn't tell you if they, if they said or sang their praise to God ten times or ten thousand times, but eventually they left and the night went quiet again. And I got back up on my feet and I went over to the other shepherds and we started holding each other's arms and we started shouting and smiling. It, it was like our, our, our team had won the championship. We, we were overjoyed and finally one of the guys said, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. And we did until we reached the edge of the hills and we realized we had abandoned the sheep. So we played a quick game of rock parchment shears. 
to see who would have to go back to watch the sheep. I'm, I'm kidding. We, we figured our livelihood wasn't as important as meeting the living Savior. I mean, that's what's so amazing. It's, it's that when you experience something greater than you ever thought was possible, you suddenly find yourself believing that there is something greater worth living for. You, you believe. So we yelled up at the angel, hey, watch our sheep. And we headed on into Bethlehem. And I don't know exactly how it happened, but it was like somehow my feet knew where my heart needed to go. And I've entered into Bethlehem and I took a left and I took a right and we went straight for a little. and We took another right and we passed by this inn and we went around and there was this little unkept path that was leading down to a small cave with a barn built inside of it. And there was a flickering flame from the lantern inside and it illuminated two people knelt over a trough and we sprinted all the way there, which I could only imagine freaked out the couple having a bunch of shepherds sprint towards them. The man was fiddling with the trough. He was trying to straighten out the leg or, or, or something. The, the girl on the other side, she was glistening a little and breathing heavily. And her hand was grasping the babies. And the baby was wrapped in strips of cloth, just like, just like the angel had said. Gosh, that girl looked so young, yet she seemed so brave. And we stood at the threshold of the manger and we did our best to tell them, what we had seen and heard and the other shepherds made me do most of the talking, kind of like how they are right now. And when I finished telling the story, the girl invited us in to gaze upon her newborn son. She stood and welcomed us and she and her husband hugged us and we introduced ourselves. And as we bent down to look at the baby, they told us their story. And it was so much more amazing than the things that we had experienced. And Mary kept asking us over and over again, to repeat things in our story as we stared at the baby they so faithfully had named Jesus. It was, it was kind of like she wanted to remember that night perfectly. And then she looked up at me. She asked, do you want to hold him, Ben? And of course I did. And she scooped the little baby Jesus up and she placed him in my hands. And just for a moment, I held the Savior in my hands. But the crazy thing is that even then, I knew it was he that was holding me in his. He was so little, yet so powerful. And I looked into his eyes and he, he stared up at me. You know, you know how kind of like babies do. And, and there was a, a shimmer in his eyes of someone that had been places. I, I don't really know how to describe it, but it was the most amazing night of my life. Here was the king of Israel, the gift of God, received not by kings, but by keepers of sheep. It was amazing. The lowest of the low were the ones to welcome in the king of kings. And I believe that that was the savior that I needed to change my life. After we said goodbye, we gave Mary and Joseph what we could to help them with whatever they needed. And we took it upon ourselves to share the news as we went out of town. Uh, Like the angels had welcomed in Jesus with praise for us to witness, we thought we would do the same thing for the people of Bethlehem. And it was wild. Shepherds exiting a town, singing out praises instead of profanities. We were yelling out, the king is here. The king of Israel is here. And we couldn't stop laughing. 
Even when we got back to our sheep, we just couldn't contain the joy. Sure, we went back to our sheep, but we went back with a gratitude that we had never known before. We had been changed by the knowledge that God loves us. So a little more introduction. Uh, I'm somewhat of a songwriter. uh, And my my friends, they they told me that I needed to share with you what I've been working on. Now, I I, I don't have much of a voice and I can't afford an instrument. but, But I wrote a little something about that night. Because for us, we called that night Noel. You call it Christmas. And I wanted to write something that would remind us to always want more of Christ. No, no matter the pasture, the season, or the situation. So if you'll let me, I'll just show you what I've been writing. It's modest. It's not done. Uh, maybe someday someone will add more to it. Maybe put some music to it. But th- this is what I wrote. The first Noel, the angels did sing was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay. In fields as they lay, keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so deep. Noel, 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 Noel. Born is the King of Israel. Like I said, it's not much. But that was the first Noel for me. I'm Ben. I tend sheep. And one night I got to meet the one who is the good shepherd, the one who is the spotless lamb. He has been born. He's he's here. He's the reason for the season. And he's better than any present wrapped underneath a tree because he's God. He's God wrapped as a person. (laughs) So friends, may you come to know the lamb of God and may he become to you as He's become to me, my friend, my shepherd, my Lord and Savior. (laughs) That's my story of the first Noel. Would you stand? Well, hey, it's Stephen, the youth director here. Kind of as we end our day today, the thing for me with uh, doing this character and being immersed in the shepherd's story and just for the whole Christmas season in general for me this year has been the realization that the best gift of Christmas isn't a present wrapped underneath a tree. The best gift of Christmas is God wrapped as a person. And that has really been hitting me lately. And so as we as we go, may that be a cool realization for you. But may we go today knowing that we have the knowledge that we can be changed by a God who loves us. That's what's so amazing about the shepherds is that they were kind of the down and outs, the social outcasts, and it was to them that God delivered the news first. And so there is hope in your life. that, And I want you to know that God really does love you. So may you be blessed this Christmas season. Thank you for being here with us at First Covenant Church. Merry Christmas.